You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. everybody welcome to the comedy seller show here on sirius xm channel 99 my name is noam dwarman i'm the owner of the comedy seller we're at the back table at the comedy seller i'm here uh as always with my good friend mr dan natterman how do you do sir you're welcome and our uh <laughs> producer periel aschenbrund god <laughs> I, I don't know how to I, it doesn't still you don't know really it just it doesn't seem like a name that you can say uh like smith it's just it seems like Should I change it's it? like it's like nicaragua you like you can't say nicaragua <laughs> anyway and uh and our guest is brian volk weiss is the ceo founder of comedy dynamics the largest independent comedy production district distribution company that's 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 a, that's a, that's a, I know. I a sentence that fragment. I, that's what I thought too. The largest just, you, in the but, world, in the country. Just well, the lar- I, I always assume there's some company in India I haven't heard of, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Can I curse? I assume I can oh, curse. Yeah, yeah sure. Go yeah. Ahead. So I'm always like, uh, so I always like to say, if anyone knows otherwise, please tell me so I can stop saying it. Even hearing you say it, it feels like bullshit, even though I know it's accurate. But I have not heard. Uh, any, anyone bigger who does more than we do, volume-wise. In the world. And in my biased opinion, quality. In the world. At least in the United Wait, States of say, America. It does not say highest quality here. Just for <laughs> that's why I said biased. <laughs> volume-wise, that's a fact. We're number one. Uh, quality-wise, I'm biased, but I believe yeah, we're number subjective, one. Uh, yes. Yeah. He has produced the coming Mad About You reboot. Uh, this is with Paul Reiser. Currently producing, yes. Uh, uh, Bill Grunfest involved in that? Uh, no, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Too early to tell. TBD. Oh, well, we, we believe he we, sh- you should, Bill should be we, back. We haven't, literally, the 22nd is day one. Look, so we're still a little early. Doesn't make no never mind to me whether Bill's involved. I have nothing <laughs> against him, but... But Bill, uh, Bill's the guy who started the Comedy Cellar. I'm aware. Right. I know my history. Yeah. But so, yes. And, uh, so Kev- and Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History. Jim Gaffigan's Noble Ape. Uh, there's Johnny on Hulu. What's, the, what's There's Johnny? It's about The Tonight Show. Oh. Another Paul Reiser uh, scripted vehicle. Oh, that's a great idea. It's like a, 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 a dramedy. Or yeah, about all the, Paul. It's on Hulu right now. Who's playing? And who he's playing? Johnny no, Hart? he's not in it at all. He created it and he uh, he wrote, co-wrote most of it, if not all of it. Uh, but no, it was his it was his baby for like twenty years. Who's playing Johnny Carson? Uh, it's sort of like in Cheers, where you never you know like you never see him. Oh. It's always slightly out of focus. Or off camera. Well, how's that like? Well, cheers? that's so, so ironic because when well, he, I, uh, what you, Norm's wife was oh, Norm's wife. I haven't seen well, Cheers in a while. In the Mary Tyler Moore show, when Johnny Carson was a guest, you never saw him. It's like that. You know, do you, does, but are you aware of that? Yes, I haven't seen that show in a long time. It was, a, it I, was he, he was a guest on a Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. And it was a blackout in Rhoda's apartment, and and you never got to see Johnny Carson. You just heard him. That's also in um, Seinfeld with the Yankee guy with George. George Steinbrenner. Yeah. Exactly like that. That's exactly what it's like. Uh, Noam, can I ask, by the way, uh, right, please do, briefly, uh, when we're going to have an official announcement with regard to the uh, Comedy Cellar show this week at the Comedy Cellar? Or if you know. <sighs> I, I think we will have, uh, I think we will know for sure either way uh, this week. It, uh, I, I, probably before the Mueller report. 
uh, unredacted <laughs> version comes out, but may perhaps not. But I, I think we're going to know this. Okay, so we're here. We're looking on the TVs here. Uh, this is the uh, the um, the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. This is very very painful to watch. But it it, it made well, I don't know what was what did it make you think of Dan? What it made we talk about comedy said what it made me think of is that we pretend that human life is the most important thing that nothing is more important than human life. But literally, if, if there was like one of these scenarios where you had to pluck like one, just one human at random to their death or save the, the, the Tower of Notre Dame, you know, the 500 years old or whatever it is, we, would, we wouldn't sacrifice that for one person, would we? I, I know who it is. Tom DeLay. <laughs> no, if you know who it is, it's easy. Tom DeLay. If we were asked to choose, we would all choose to sacrifice the cathedral. If you're asking what makes us more upset, well, social media has spoken. I'm not saying what. No, I don't think. If you were asked to choose with a camera roll, you would choose. If you were the asked cathedral. to choose, anybody would choose the cathedral a, over a, human life. In the privacy of your own home. Yes, because you couldn't live with that guilt otherwise. And if you and Especially if you would if, have, if you would have chosen uh, the cathedral of Notre Dame uh, over a human life, you'd be a monster for so choosing. I, I totally disagree. I think if I think if you had a button in your apartment, then there was no strings attached. And just if you pushed it, some human would die somewhere. Yeah, this you, is like an episode of the Twilight Zone. There's an episode. <laughs> there, there there, there's a movie is, like yeah. this called The Box. But Button Button was the name of the Twilight Zone. Completely bizarre. One of the craziest movies ever made in history. Came I saw that movie actually. Ten went, uh, years ago. What's his name? It had a big Langella, hole in his yes. uh, it had a big hole in his cheek. Yeah. The answer that, to your that was the whole movie. Ray, Ray that was Langella. the whole premise of the movie. Well, the, the premise in that was, I believe, you get like $10 million or something if you press the button. And someone, and someone that you dies. don't know dies. Yeah, right, exactly. and then what happens is okay, that then we, they go to somebody else. And yeah, so spoiler then you're alert the for anybody died. who wanted to see the movie. Thank you, Perio, for ruining it. <laughs> um, your an- the, the, the answer, by the way, Noam, is that nobody would, or very few people, very few people would choose to sacrifice a human life over a cathedral. If given the okay, choice. So let's, let's, but so, but uh, if you're uh, asking what makes us more upset when we see it, let me ask you a question. that's a separate question. A newborn baby. When I say newborn baby, I mean a baby two days past the age where it's a woman's right to kill it oh, <laughs> because God, of psychological really? problems. It's a very edgy show. I didn't, uh, <laughs> a newborn baby. I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And, what, and then the other side is the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Newborn baby. I mean, it's just literally last week it was, you know, a woman's right to choose. And as a newborn baby in the Mona Lisa, you're, take, you're taking the baby over the Mona uh, I Lisa. I would choose the baby. You would yeah. choose the Call baby. Call me crazy. Yeah, I, I would choose the baby. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're seriously saying that you would choose other than the baby, then we have, I, there, there, <laughs> there needs to be some psychological uh, counseling. And I, I know this isn't your point at all, but I would also, and this is a, something I thought my entire life, I don't get... What the big deal is about the Mona Lisa? I know that's not the point of your question. It's very. Easy. Well, I think it's easy, hopefully easy for no. Most the assumption people. of my question but was that you cared about the Mona Lisa. Yeah, so, go ahead. Uh, why? Have you seen like what? Literally, when I saw it, like there was like two hundred people in the room looking at it. I'd say at least half of us were like, uh, and? And it's behind all that glass, right? Too. When I saw it, it wasn't. This is about yeah. five years ago. Yeah. The last but, time I saw it. But I'm like, what? That, I, that I don't know the answer to. What's why is that yeah. considered the greatest yeah. work of art, or one of the greatest works of art? Well, we perhaps need Maybe we should a, stick to our painter. areas of expertise. Um, <laughs> I, I will. I will say this just about the Mona Lisa, but for whatever it's worth, is that 
you do see it once and always remember it. Whatever that magic is, there's there's nothing as iconic as the image of a but, Mona but, Lisa. But you could argue that about Mount Rushmore. But the point that I would make to or both a velvet of those, painting of Elvis. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that, but it, look at it from this standpoint: if yeah. our society ends yeah. and aliens come here, yeah. if aliens see Mount Rushmore, they'll be like, "Holy shit! We don't know what this is." But, oh, look at these awesome rocks carved, these faces carved at the top of a mountain. If those aliens went into a museum and walked around the museum, the odds of them seeing the Mona Lisa and be like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing in the museum or in all of art of the species that's now gone, I'd say is almost zero. I think, well, I think perhaps, you're right. Perhaps an, art, uh, an artist or an art historian might be able to shed light, perhaps not. Um, Noam, I think the reason you remember it is because it's the Mona Lisa, and you know that it has cultural significance. I saw Dealey Plaza. I'm not going to forget it. It's an intersection. Yeah. However, <laughs> it's associated with one of the most uh, significant events in American history, and I've been hearing about it all my life. So I'm not likely Dealey to forget. Dealey Plaza? I've never even heard of that. What is that? You don't JFK, know what Dealey Plaza is? That's where JFK was, was what shot. What else do I have to say? John F. Kennedy? Yes, yeah. was no, shot I, at Dealey Plaza. <laughs> no, I didn't realize that. I you didn't know. know he was killed at Dealey Plaza. I know he was killed. about Dealey Plaza is they have that X where he was killed. And you literally, if you stand there for like five minutes or more, you'll literally see tons of people. You know, it's still a functioning intersection. So literally tons of people stand there on the X, like taking pictures. And like cars are honking and... From what so, I hear, by like the way, Abbey Road. I hear that that right, X. Yes, is, exactly. I hear that that X is not official. In other words, it wasn't the city or the government that put the X there. It's just like um, tourists that put the X there, and oh. then they're constantly taking it away, and I then they put it that. back. That's that's, that's what I've that's heard. That's where Kennedy was when the CIA shot him. That's correct. Right. We're aliens. By, by I, the way, I think it's aliens. aliens. <laughs> by the way, I do have a list of topics, and I, I uh, Perry, you didn't include this on this sheet, but I did note um, yeah, in see, big bold you, letters a note. To know them, if if there's any topics you wish to discuss that uh, are not on this list, please let us know beforehand so we can prepare and be mindful of whether the guests might be interested or knowledgeable about said topic. So I just want to put that out there. Did you do that because we spent half an hour talking about tolls last episode? Can, can, can I just? That's can correct. I, can I just? Can I just? Just so, so nobody's doing any bad letters. I just want to make my point. I I am not. Uh, diminishing the value of, of a baby's life. <laughs> what I'm trying to what I'm trying to point out is that society in general is not consistent about how it values life. And that's true. I'll and and, the, that. and one of the examples I've often given is like, well, if, you know, we do we do trade off lives. For instance, the speed limits are 55. Now we could make the speed limits 20 and save a lot of lives. So so and we know that we're going to lose lives for the convenience of a higher speed limit. And that's just the way it is. And you can think of a million examples of that. But the fact is, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem like, like these, when a, I mean, a, a 500-year-old cathedral burns down. Yeah, it gets way older than 500 years old. But whatever, yeah. what how old it, it is, is of not, it is of little import to the point that Noam is making. Noam, go Is ahead. it from the 1600s or something? Wherever the hell it's from, it's, it's old. It's over 800 years old. 800 years old. Yeah. But the stones, and I think this is worth remembering today, the, the rock part of it is like 800 years old. The roof is like 100 well, years look, old. Yeah, any so home, it has burnt down yeah. before. Any homeowner knows you got to replace it's the roof. It's burned down before? 
But yeah, the, it's a but wood the, roof. But the, um, I didn't know that. The windows, the stained glass windows, I think, are from like the 1200s. Are those, uh, this is a dumb question, are those melting? I think they're gone. Oh, well, that's also, I feel like somebody has a joke about a newborn baby, like if you knew it was Hitler, would you kill it? Okay, but that's, we're, we're getting far afield. Uh, um, it, it is gr- gr- br- they broke ground in 1163, I didn't realize, and it was completed in 1345. Uh, my, so it my, took him almost 200 years to My build reaction, this thing. by the way, Noam, was the opposite. My yeah. reaction was, it's, isn't it nice that something is allowing us to make it all about ourselves on social media and no one has to die, mm. which is quite rare. Um, Empire State Building was built in 18 months. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk uh, about comedy dynamics. Mostly what you do is comedy specials. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that is definitely the majority. Now, comedy it- specials is a term of art. Yes. Comedy special... I guess it used to mean uh, a comic goes on, uh, you know, HBO or Comedy Central. And now a Comedy Central special is basically anything where a comic does an hour, basically. I, I mean, I would agree with your present analysis. I would argue in the past that was also true, but uh, it was only limited by it was much more expensive to do and there were fewer places to do it. So your, your comedy specials mostly air where? They everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. The majority of them are on Netflix, Showtime. Uh, fewer and fewer have been on Comedy Central lately, but we've done dozens for them. And then we have our own network where we put out our own specials uh, somewhat routinely now. Now, we have with us Mike Kaplan. That's M-Y-Q Kaplan. Hello. Although Surprise it's not, guest. Although it's not really spelled that way, but you spell it that way for, st- for reasons of, of style. I-, I made it up when I was a kid. M.Y.Q. Kaplan, and yeah. you were one of uh, one of uh, the specials that was produced by uh, Brian's company. Thank Comedy you for doing Dynamics. that. Yeah, it's true. And how did that? How did you come to know Mike and decide? Well, geez, this is a guy I'd like to do a, an hour special with. Well, there's a way we figure out who we're going to work with. There's a bunch of di- there's like three different ways we do it. In Mike's case, uh, he there's basically a list of people we trust. I used to be a manager. I was a manager for a long time. And comedy manager. Yes, only comedians. And when I was a manager, it used to drive me crazy that I would have clients that one year could sell 300 tickets in Denver, and then the next year could sell 5,000 tickets in Denver. And I'm calling all these people at all these companies being like, you should do something with my client. And they're like, I don't find your client funny. And I'm like, well, that might be true, but... Their their ticket sales are up 8,000% all across the United States. What what about what the the, the fellow Americans think? And that didn't go, that didn't work very often. Actually, it never worked. So when we started making our own originals, one of the things I was like was if there were agents and managers that I trusted, if they would call about somebody, I would give them more than the benefit of the doubt. We would try and back it up. And Mike was a great example of that, that I think, and I'd love to hear your point of view on this. Sure. Uh, I've actually never had this kind of conversation before, it's so true. this would be great. Um, who's your manager? Dave Rath. Rath. yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so David called me. I've done tons and tons of business with Dave uh, before Mike and after Mike, and he raved about you, and it... It worked out great for us. I hope it worked out great for you. And I, I agree with Dave's raving. I'm glad that he did it. <laughs> I'm glad that you listened. Uh, yeah, from my perspective, uh, I had been, I think at the time, uh, it was. I think we recorded in like 2013, and so Netflix wasn't really making their own specials yet. 
And uh, and before that, it was basically like Comedy Central was where most of the specials were. Like I'd done a half hour, and your goal was to get an hour. And it was either there or like HBO was. There was even fewer of those, or Showtime or other places. So I think the, my goal, I made an album with Comedy Central Records, and then we had that as like a demo to be like, hey, this could be a special. And Comedy Central said, nah. Uh, but then like uh, Comedy Dynamics said, yeah. And uh, and then we shot it, and then uh, sold it to Netflix. And then I was I was super happy to have it on Netflix for uh, the three years that it was there, and now it lives on and Amazon. Yeah. What you may not know is that right around that time, I got a call from this woman I'd never heard of in my entire life. Uh, I did not know this. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah this so this is it. you'll find this very interesting. Please. I get a call from you know it says in my I am or whatever Lisa Nishimura, and I'm like, well I don't know who that is. I didn't have Netflix at home. Uh, from my point of view, the majority, I think everybody, was watching Netflix uh, plastic discs shipped in the mail. So she called me up. She came to my office, which I don't know if you know Lisa or not. Uh, she don't go to people's offices anymore. They go to her office. And uh, I had a, a notebook. And in that notebook, she was like, hey, so what are you up to? Da -da 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 -da. And in my notebook, I had a list of all of these specials we had made and sold to like Comedy Central and Showtime where the rights had reverted back to us. So people like uh, Tom Green, Tom Rhodes, uh, Harlan Williams. Then I had a list of specials we had shot but not sold. You were on that list. Sure. And then we had a bunch of specials that we were going to shoot uh, but hadn't shot yet. That included Mike Birbiglia's second special, Eliza Schlesinger's second special, Tom Segura's first special. And she basically was like, we'll take it all. And I was like, uh, okay. So yeah. we, go ahead, sorry. No, I, I was just wondering, uh, Mike, how, does it, how do these specials nowadays, because there's very many specials, um, and they, they more every time I check my Netflix, there's more and more specials. <laughs> How do these specials, if at all, move the needle? What does it mean for a comedian? Now, I'm going to take myself out of my role as a stand-up comedian. Sure. Who, by the way, has never had a special. Uh, how do these specials move the needle, if at all? Uh, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of people. If, if Netflix makes you a special today, then uh, you're probably doing all right, and it'll probably make more people see it and come out and see you live. Uh, I feel like it definitely did that for me some. Uh, I'm definitely, like, there are more people who know who I am now for all of the, you know, everything is, there's no, since, like, Carson, you know, like, that was, like, a thing that if you got it, then you were made. And then at a certain point, it was maybe a Comedy Central, like, some level special. But now, now because there are so many avenues for people to put out their own things, for people to be found all kinds of places, not everybody, you know, even if there's a million people watching one thing or a few million here, like, there's no one massive, like, there's very few, like, Dane Cooks of now. And I think that's fine. I mean, I'm happy to be able to go, I'm happy for people to invite me to a town and for people to come out and see me, whether it's a room full of 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people. Like it's, you know, I feel like the same is true probably for you. You probably perform for 50 to several thousand well, I'll people. I'll tell depending. you what, in, yeah. it's interesting you bring that up, Michael. Um, <laughs> Somewhere between 50 the and several thousand, is, right? I, uh, Did fact, I nail it? The fact is, is I don't do typically clubs sure. that require an entire weekend. I prefer to do one-night uh, shows, corporate shows, um, country clubs, etc., because the cold, hard reality is, is I don't like stand-up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
and I've made that point several times, I was hoping to be on television. Uh, like, I, I watched Seinfeld, you know, and, 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 and uh, uh, you know, Paul Reiser and these guys and uh, Drew Carey, and I said, well, see, from where I was standing, it said, well, it seems to me if you do 10 minutes of stand-up, you get a TV show. That's how it looked to me. On Seinfeld, uh, all you have to do is uh, like two minutes at the beginning of the show, then no, one I'm minute at the end. No, I'm saying the way yeah. he got the sitcom. Oh, yes. it was on, they were on a few talk shows. They yep. did some... I figured all I got to do is be, do that and I'll get a... So it didn't work out that way. But I'm... I'm, I'm hasn't worked out. That's what I keep hasn't saying. Hasn't worked out that way. Yet. But, but, yet. But, but if I could sell a theater with 10,000 or 2,000 people in it and only just do one show and make my money and leave town, I would do that. But that requires, uh, you know, to be, to be well known. So I understand. You should understand that. Oh, and, yeah. And a little bit of effort. And I, and I won't like it, but at least it'll be one show, whereas a club is a whole weekend. I I guess uh, there's a few different. But you enjoy the club experience. I, I love doing stand-up. I went to Edinburgh for the first time uh, to do the Fringe Fest in August, and I did uh, the show that I, the hour show that I'm working on now, uh, like you know, 25, basically 25, 26 times in a row. Wow. Like every, every day, basically the same thing. Which I would also like not have thought I wanted to do exactly because I like what some of the fun stuff about stand-up is discovering a new idea in the moment developing it but this is like the end point where it's sort of all like clicking into place and being like now this is exactly how this goes pretty much every time this is a show like I I like every side I like beginning from nothing I like making new ideas work I like finding connections and building it and then I always sort of have a few you know my favorite part of stand-up is stopping thank you good night (laughs) and then I come up Upstairs to the comedy cellar here and order myself a uh, roast chicken or a kebab, though I'm getting tired of both of those dishes. Norm has not expanded the menu since the kitchen renovation of 2015. Are there still cheese sticks? I love those mozzarella sticks. No, we, don't, we, never, we still have mozzarella sticks. There used to be mozzarella sticks. Has Sanders released his taxes? He promised to release his taxes today. I'm, well, I'm, we'll get that, there, Okay. No. So here's we'll, my question. We'll, we'll How there. do you negotiate with Netflix... For the, sec- for, for the second special, oh. when you don't, I, I'm, I don't know this. When I'm, I think that I know this. That you don't have access to their 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 analytics about how many people have chosen to watch it. Well, the first I, one. I mean, when you do, you mean me personally Any, or in general? You, you personally or anybody? Well, I like, don't negotiate for them for that reason. I'm not an agent or manager, so. Uh, well, how does one negotiate? Like, how, well, how do you, like, they don't tell you how many people have streamed it, right? Right. So basically, they put out a number. And then the agents and managers have to say, we will uh, take that, or we would like more, or and you just go back and forth until you can do a deal or you can't. Um, so It's got to be very hard. You have no, no idea what your real leverage is. I mean, the, so it's interesting. So the, the easy answer to your question is, yes, you're right. It's very hard. You don't know what your leverage is. But the, the thing that gets lost in this conversation is, we really didn't have ratings for HBO either. So when I was a manager, you like they might say to you, it did blah, blah, blah. And, and, so you might get a number, like it did 3.9 million. On di- but it didn't mean anything. Well, but, let me, let me just you, say that we, I think with HBO, one, in, I, I could be totally out to lunch here, one indication I would think would be how often they're showing it. Like when they start That's, programming well, it more often. But your often, question was about the second one. Right. So right. if they programmed when, your first one a lot. I have an answer to this question. Go ahead, go ahead, Dan. The answer is you don't know the exact numbers, but you put your ear to the ground, you go on social media, and you hear what people are talking about. Look, I don't have to be 
uh, head of uh, analytics at HBO to know Game of Thrones is getting pretty good ratings. Because <laughs> I go online and all I hear about is Game of Thrones. Every other post on Facebook is Game of Thrones. Right, so, here, I, who, so you know if you're Game of Thrones, somebody's watching. Now, uh, who was watched more of special or Hannah Gadsby special? Well, if you want to get down into... No, I'm asking what, what was, what's your feeling on that. I'm sure it's... The if, point if you is look you don't so know precisely, but you know... Right, but if you look if, on social if, if, media, if, you would think Gatsby because she got so much heat from that well, special. Wait, wait. If you look at social media uh, and you're, you live in New York, you have to remember, the social media is targeted to you. You live in Manhattan. Right, that's Your right. Your friends live in Manhattan or L.A. But I go on Twitter and I, I put in the Twitter search box, I yeah. put in Mike Kaplan. I see 50,000 <laughs> people tweeting about Mike Kaplan. That's I know nice. Mike Kaplan has made some noise. Right. Right. All right. Obviously, you you have some idea. You're not you're not yeah, totally yeah, yeah. flying blind, but the, it's, it's still different. The, the overriding thing, the black and white thing that's been true for 300 years. It, it was true before Facebook. It was true before the United States existed. It's true today. It's ticket sales. It's all about ticket sales. I learned this as a manager. It was true then for everything I did then. It's true for everything I do now. It, it's it's absolutely. It doesn't lie. What can Hannah Gatsby do in in Albuquerque? Like yeah. it's it's not always about New York and, and LA and Chicago. So 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 by the ticket sales will will give you an idea as to uh, how many people are watching, as well. So yeah, I mean, to, answer, to answer yes. Norm's question about negotiation, if you see all of a sudden Mike is filling up the Royal Albert Hall in Albuquerque, in Albuquerque, yeah. then you know you go to Netflix, you say, look, I don't know what you're trying to hand me, saying nobody's watching. Well, they may not care. And, and but the, but the point to your question and to to my my answer to your question is, Netflix may not care. But about ticket sales, but from my point of view, having been selling stuff to Showtime and Comedy Central and HBO for almost 20 years, they didn't care either. So I represented Dane Cook when he blew up, and he no one cared. Like, Jack Vaughn was okay, like... Okay, so, so there's a good example. So let's leave Chris Rock out of it, because I was just yeah. the first thing that came to my head, because he had a big Netflix deal. Dane Cook, I would guess that he could st sell, still sell a lot of tickets but would not be streamed as often as Hannah Gadsby's special was. I, I, bet you I would argue five. that is not accurate at all. He, I, I would guarantee you... Uh, you would know, so I'm... You, well, I, I don't yeah. have any Hannah Gadsby data, but I do have I do have a lot of data, and there are... Lots of tension. What's that? Lots of tension. There is? No, that's mm -hmm. Hannah Gadsby, right? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, am I being a dick? <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. No, sorry. Dan was. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, I was <laughs> no, doing no, my kidding. poor <laughs> Hannah Gadsby impression. I think it was there great. There are, listen, I, listen, there, there are people in our catalog that I brag about, and I'm like, woo, we got Bill Hicks. Hey, we got Kinnison. Hey. There are people I don't brag about, and I'm not going to say their names, that do more than both of those guys combined every day. And I bet you anything, a year after Hannah's special came out, uh, she would not perform as well as Dane Cook's oldest special, let alone his newest special. It's just sheer numbers. There's a reason that there's red states. There's a reason, I don't want to get into politics at all, but there's a reason Trump won. Well, Noam does, and, and we'll probably will later. So that, those, those red states, are it's sheer numbers. Like It's not my opinion or my taste. It's just sheer numbers that a, a, a Dane Cook, who could sell out arenas in Albuquerque and Boston and Austin and Seattle for 10 years, something Hannah's never done and may never do. It's just numbers. Those people grow up, and they're still watching. 
Can I? Can I? I saw a movie. Uh, I, it, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I, I don't mean. I'm, I, I find it fascinating. So I'm not trying to. Be, I find it fascinating yeah, too. So I'm not. I'm not trying to be argumentative. Are you? I'm, I'm just. No, I'm really just. I'm, I'm processing it through my own thing. Like I know there's a certain classic acts like Paul McCartney or something. Yeah. Who, although now it may have changed in the last year for some reason, but we're putting out <laughs> a lot of albums that were not selling. Yeah. But would sell the most tickets on planet Earth. And there were acts who were outselling him easily who could not draw a stadium tour. So, it, and, and also, like, there are, there are dumb, you know, YouTube videos, like Psy, was that the Korean guy who had the, a billion hits, you know? He will get way more hits, or I'm sure there's comedians who get way more hits uh, that, that'll go viral who could not sell tickets. So, I, I, so, yeah, I mean, that's all you have to go on, and it's probably eight times out of ten accurate. But I bet you there are anomalies where they, they, they diverge. There, there are anomalies, and there's anomalies to every statistic. There, I took a stats class in college. It's the last math class I ever took. The first thing they said on minute one of day one was, the first thing you got to know about statistics, don't trust statistics. Right. So that's always been my opinion on stats. And I was in a stats class. But, so yes, there's anomalies, but I would argue it's not 80-20, it's 99-1. And it's not about if they're always selling. That's not the variable that I think is important. The variable is how long did they sell tremendous volumes of tickets and did it penetrate to the point of being iconic? For I would argue two generations, at least one and a half, Dane Cook was iconic. Yes. And that permeates. So someone who's in college, when Dane is selling arenas, they got kids. So like I was a huge Star Wars fan. My daughter's wearing a Sokotano shirt. She doesn't know who the fuck a Sokotano is, but she's going, you probably don't even know who that is. That's I, a, I also don't. Yeah, that's a rare, it's a, that's, she's not that rare, but it's not, it's a big Star Wars character now, mm. if you're still a fan. But my point, my son's wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. He doesn't know what Star Wars is. So it's the same thing with comedy, that if like you were like Dane Cook obsessed, and don't forget when Dane blew up, comedy was not what it is now. Stand-up has become its own genre. It's been pulled out of comedy, and it's become its own genre. It's stand-up. The way horror was pulled out of drama in the late 60s and 70s because it was like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist. And then it was like huge awards, lots and lots of like, it was the number one movie of the year, so all of a sudden it wasn't this subsect of drama. It became its own thing. That's what's happened to stand-up now. But when Dane was doing it, he was the biggest comedian in 30 years. No one had done what he had done since Steve Dice Martin. or Steve. But and I would argue you're right about Steve Martin and Dice isn't right I didn't because say Dice only did. I, I said <laughs> I'm Steve arguing Martin. with myself. Um, but Steve Martin did tours. Dice, for whatever reason, didn't really tour. He did like Madison Square Garden twice and tapped out. Like now, and this was something you said earlier. I don't know if I agree with, if I understood what you said correctly. Fair enough. You were like, you were like, you like it with everybody. There's no Dane <laughs> now, but it's like when Dane sold out Madison Square Garden, he was the th third comedian ever to do it. Now there's like 15 who have done it, and like three or four who do it every year. And what I meant before is that because he was the only one who did it, he was that guy. Now there, because there are multiple people who can do it. I mean, there's tons of people. As successful as he was then, so, so I, there yeah. is no so one we are, person we do agree. that's the yeah. king so we, or yeah. queen. I, I, I didn't hear you I, right. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I guess right. there's something else too, which is like you take Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle and uh, I don't know Amy Schumer and whoever these like the the real like the the, the tops, the, the top top the top arena, the arena, the arena, uh, and and they are uh, their fame 
transcends any particular special or whatever. Then you have someone like Hannah Gadsby, whose special be became talk of talk of the town. It may have gone viral, and a lot of people watch it. Like I watch it. I don't watch comedy specials because everybody was talking about it. But do I think her next special then is is that going to translate into her next special getting the same kind of numbers as the previous one? Probably not. I don't know. Because it was a I lot of buzz rather than a lot of. Uh, I don't know. It depends on the quality of the act. Yeah. And I, I truly, you never really know the answer to that, to your point about Dane Cook. When Dane blew up, it hadn't happened really in memory. So it, it imprinted itself on people's memories. And that's why when their kids get older, they start playing retaliation and harmful if swallowed. And that's what keeps feeding that now. So to your point about Hannah Gatsby, she doesn't have that either yet or ever because a, it's a lot more crowded than when Dane did it. But B, when Dane did it, I mean, there were people who never before or again paid to see stand-up comedy that would see Dane four times and drive eight hours to see him. What's Dane uh, doing now in terms of, is he, is he doing big theaters, arenas? I don't know. I, I'm not sure what he's up to. I don't to. know. Louis C.K.'s next special. Goes, value is higher or lower than, than the, the previous one? I don't mean to split hairs, but I, this is a real question. From whose point of view? From the point of view who's making money on it. Uh, it, ne it Netflix, everybody in the, in the chain. If you remove any of the politics or the baggage associated with him as a human being and an artist, if somebody were to back his next special, it would do better than the last one. Yeah. Way better. I Way mean, better. I think it would have I, to. You and know. what about without removing all of those things? It would be a very dangerous proposition for any company that went near it. Yeah. And what if it were the most brilliant thing he had ever made? Not relevant. Really? You know, you yeah. say that, but really, are people going to cancel their Netflix specials because they disagree about... I mean, they show all... Well, the thing that's so interesting is everything that I keep reading, even though people are up in arms about Louie and whatever, is that with that one sort of incident aside with the Parkland jokes, from what I've been able to discern is that, like, the crowds are laughing and he's going around and he's performing. So, yeah. it, it, the, the issue isn't the comedy. And, and I, will, I will say this. I, I will say this. And, I, again, I, I hope I don't need to say this, but I will say it. I'm only speaking for myself and my company. I don't speak for Netflix. I don't speak for anybody but me. Um, so I just want to point that out. That said, that Parkland thing... For me, and I'm saying this as a human being and as a fan and as somebody in a position to greenlight stand-up specials. And also on behalf of Netflix and Hulu and <laughs> Amazon, of course. And, and Mike Kaplan. Yeah. He speaks for us all. This I, is for the official comedy seller podcast line. Here I, it is. I think that was a horrific strategic move. Oh, and terrible. I think if enough time had gone by... He could have worked his way back into people's good graces. I heard a great quote when I was still in the high school you and I were in together. Um, That's right. America we went to high school together. Okay, we, we may discuss old. that if we're absolutely uh, out of things to talk she, about. Uh, I read this great quote, which was, Americans love a tragedy with a happy ending. So I think Louis could have found redemption, uh, and he still might. Who cares if I think he will or he won't? But I would argue that, like... That to me, I mean, that was just, I mean, if you have kids or you don't have kids, you know, people like it was just so bananas. But, but you say it's strategic. Now, Louis had no notion that this was going to be recorded and become 
Well, no, I mean, I guess you, you arguably he should have considered I, I, that possibility. It, it I, wasn't strategic, but it was, it, it was, it was lack Louis, of care. I don't know Louis very well, but I know him a little bit. He's a smart guy. If he truly thought anything he ever does is not recorded, uh, that was foolish. And I do not believe him to be a foolish person. So, okay. okay. Everybody's recording everything. Now, so the question is is Louis calls up Comedy Dynamics and says, uh, How you doing, Brian? Is this Brian? Uh, Louis C.K. Um, no, this is a secretary. Do you want me to get you, Brian? <laughs> uh, Louis C.K. for Brian. Oh yeah, I'll Vo- get him. Vocalize, yeah, absolutely, please. of course. This is Louis C.K. Okay, we'll get you, you Brian. You, you're just gonna just gonna assume that I'm when I say I'm Louis C.K. You're gonna assume that I really am Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, is this? Wait, prove to me that you're Louis C.K. Jerk that off. would be more difficult. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> take your dick out. Yeah. Can, can you? Is it? A, is it a FaceTime? Is it? A, yeah. No, but I, I would pass. So, so you would pass. I would on. absolutely pass, and I'd lose a lot of money by passing. You would lose, uh, yes. I think, a, a, a monstrous amount of money. Yes, a tremendous amount of money. So the only thing that's important isn't ticket sales, then. Ah, well played. Well, I, I think, I think were, I, were I in your position, and I assume you're doing reasonably well, it's not like you're, I mean, if you were homeless, maybe you would take, take the deal. Because He's got all the eat. Sam Kinison. You, He's you, got uh, the Bill Hicks. You don't need the headache. <laughs> Is 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 is? Uh, it's not about the headache. It's about the. It, it, part of it is our society is just very sensitive. That is a part of it. But there's a reason why there is a sensitivity. We've worked very hard to have a brand that either people don't know, or they know, and there's some quality behind it. Even if they don't like the artists that we're working with, to you can spend twenty years making a brand and you can lose it in an hour. A great example is what's going on right now with Boeing with their two 737 crashes. Like, this is a hundred-year-old organization that makes a very complicated product that's a very dangerous product that really, within reason, uh, everybody trusts with their lives at least twice a year for the most part. And they've had two planes go down in five months their reputation might be permanently damaged or it might be it might be damaged for 2 to 5 years who knows or 10 years i don't want to take that risk that everybody's like oh the the guy who did these horrible things and but, but so- do you believe now do you believe and maybe you don't want to answer this question so uh, would you refuse to do a louis ck special because you think it's bad for the brand but or do you believe in your heart that what am I trying to say? Do you agree with the the um, the cloud that Louis is under, or do you think he, like the Boeing seven thirty seven, is 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 essentially a good product? Okay, no, it's a great question, and I'll answer that question. Okay. Would you give Boeing a comedy special? I would not get on a seven thirty seven Max uh, for sure. In fact, I've uh, flown on two Boeing planes uh, since Thursday, and I literally thought to myself. Well, uh, I, I hope the software shit they put in the new Max wasn't put in a 777. So, yeah, it's the same logic. Regardless of what I think of the cloud he's under, uh, and I would argue even the original cloud, uh, I think that was to a certain extent, it, it fed on itself in a way that had he handled it a bit differently, I think he could have prevailed and he could have gotten through it. That being said, again, to answer your question directly, I, I truly believe... The actions he has taken to deal with the cloud and get through the cloud created an environment where it would not only do harm to the reputation of my company, but also the staff that would work on the special would be uncomfortable working with him. 
And I don't want to do that to my staff. I don't want to do that to my brand. And just so you know, this is not theoretical. I've talked to my staff about this. I mean, we're more than a 50% female company. And even if we were a 10% female company, it's the same logic. Like, it makes people uncomfortable how he handled it almost worse than what actually happened or supposedly happened or whatever. But I would also say, and this is now me speaking for myself, the Parkland thing, that... That was disgusting. That was it wasn't funny. It shouldn't have been said. That is my opinion. And I happen to own a company that could make an offer that could probably afford to pay him for his next special. And that to me was not cool. And that's why I would not make the offer. Right or wrong? That's my opinion. No, I'm. Uh, and that's that's how I feel. Well, you know, I, I, it bothers. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm 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 thinking about not jumping in because on the one hand, as everybody knows, I, I didn't like the Parkland joke either. So, you know, and I don't want to, I, I didn't, I have kids and I, I just didn't like it, but I, but I would not go as far as you did in the following sense. First of all, it killed in the room. It killed in the room. And when I hear that something kills in the room, then I have to say, well, I wasn't there. So obviously, you know, either I think that 300 people are just all animals or, you know, it's just not, it's somehow out of context in, Watching on my computer screen, it's it's just not the same. I agree vibe. with you. And B, it's not the worst joke. It's not the first joke that's offended me. It's not the worst joke True. that's offended me. And it's probably not the worst joke that's ever been on a special that you put on the air. No, I I don't agree with that. But I would I would say a couple of things. I know about your uh, the sw- uh, swim at your own risk thing. Yeah, I've been asked about that before. I agree with what you're doing. I think that's fair. Uh, and, and again, I would not greenlight a special with him. That's my prerogative. But it's your prerogative to let him perform and do that policy. And I think it's a fair policy and a, and a great policy. Well, I appreciate it. But, but, honestly, but honestly, just to be very clear, I, I don't like jokes like that. Period. It's just my thing, man. Yeah. Maybe some people don't like jokes about airplane crashes. And if they r- wrote the checks to greenlight specials, they wouldn't greenlight a special about airplane crashes. But, but for me... I, I, but was, let me just please, talk about, but, sorry, but, sorry. But um, but but we as a as a more um, sophisticated, for lack of a better word, uh, people commenting on comedy, it's probably not fair for us not to acknowledge that he was also making a point, and the point we probably don't think was a stupid point to be making, which is that just because you were involved in something and caught up in something doesn't make you an expert on that subject. Just because you were suffered in an earthquake, you can start uh, complaining about the building I codes. I completely how, agree. And, and we know that's what he was getting at. Yes. So we do have some obligation to mention that when we're talking about the tone-deaf joke. It wasn't a tone-deaf joke where he was looking to make fun of the victims of a shooting. He was trying to make a point about something else, and he did it in a ham-handed, tone-deaf way. I, I, I agree with every single yeah. thing you say. Yeah. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, why do I feel the way I do? If I agree with you, here's the best I can come up with. And maybe I'll call you in a week and be like, you know what? I thought about it more and blah, blah, blah. But here's my knee-jerk reaction. We all in the comedy community have this funny little thing we do where it's like, blah, blah, blah. Too soon? And it's this like funny little thing we all do. But you know what? Sometimes it is too soon. And yeah. like these again, and I say this as a parent, but I really feel like I would have said this before I was a parent. These are grieving parents. I'm sure you know some guy just killed himself whose daughter was killed. Like, like yeah. this and he personalized it's one individual real person as opposed it's just, to just it victims really in general. was too soon. And and again, this is my opinion. Can I tell you something else about that? I, yeah. what I think it is. I think you'll agree with this. I also sense that he was coming from a dark place 
at that period of his life or had, you know, sure. very recently. What do you mean? What and, happened? <laughs> and, and normally when Louis would touch on a third rail topic, he was quite aware he was pedophilia or whatever it is. He was quite aware that he was doing it. And he would go out of his way. So listen, only from their point of view, and I'm not saying like he was aware that he was walking into the, 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 the dangerous situation. And he, and he tried his best to let us know he's aware of it. Don't get offended. I'm just trying to make a point. Now he's like, fuck it. I'm just making a joke. There's no, he didn't soften it. He didn't, there wasn't, there wasn't like a twinkle in his eye that I could detect from listening to it. So it came across much harsher which I think is a reflection of where his head was at. He's like, you know, just Fair dark. Enough. You know, that's what Fair I think. Enough. Can I add, uh, yeah. as a person who I don't agree with any jokes that kill in the room, uh, first of all, <laughs> I don't uh, agree with killing of any kind, And but sincerely, uh, to the point about him making a point, I think, uh, even if that is the point that he's making, I think that there's, in, it's not the best point to say, just because you're shot, just because kids are shot near you, just because people are dying all around you, you might have a different perspective on the idea of gun violence. Like those kids, a hundred percent do. Like, yeah. what, what is he? What, yeah. is, what has he been through that's like that? He hasn't. Like, he's like you, hypocrites. Like, he's making a point. Like, and who am I? Like, I'm not. I'm not, well, I don't have that experience. He doesn't have that experience. Well, the point is, is the point is, is that it doesn't make you necessarily an expert in how to prevent future tragedies. Just to, if we want to continue with the Boeing 737 MAX example, which seems, which uh, Brian seems <laughs> very near and dear to his heart, if I had a relative that died in the Boeing 737 MAX, it doesn't make me an aeronautical engineer, it doesn't make me qualified <laughs> to discuss the finer points of aviation safety. But aren't they saying, please change the laws so people don't get shot near me well, again? Well, but okay. That doesn't take an expert to no, say it that. No, it doesn't take an expert to say we need to secure these schools, it does take an expert perhaps to know what what the best laws would be, what the most appropriate laws would be, and the most... And, why and laws we, that could pass constitutional it a, muster. It takes a certain kind of person to make fun of anybody who's been through that kind but, of trauma. It just does. Look, I didn't I, you even know, hear it, the joke, but like, I also think it's like, why aren't people more upset about the school shootings? Like, well, they're plenty issue, upset about the I mean, I don't you know. always do that. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. You always say, I always do that, but I... I get really weird about, like, where this line is of, like, what you're allowed to joke about. Like, you're allowed to make jokes about the Holocaust. You're allowed to make jokes about cancer. Like, he's, al he's allowed to make all the jokes. Not him. Everybody. It, like, yeah. yeah. Everybody's allowed to make all the jokes. And if the joke isn't as funny to you, then you're allowed to say, I don't think it's that funny. If the joke is about a thing that you've been affected by, whether it's murder, death, cancer, AIDS, the Holocaust, if you have something that makes you react to it, like, you're your freedom of speech allows you to react to it. Like, that's capitalism. That's the market. That's, that's right. the now, Constitution. I think we all know that here in America, the whisper is the racist accent. <laughs> I learned from my grandmother. She is a master racist. Not the way to say that. My grandmother lives in Florida. She had a black woman move it. She didn't have a black woman. She had a woman move in next door who was black. And my grandmother told me about it in hushed tones. She was like, Michael, a black lady moved in next door. She is lovely. But I don't know how she affords the rent. Exactly. I was like, uh, I believe it's because they're allowed to work for money now. I don't know if you heard. But there was a war. 
It was pretty civil. Anyway, the point is... What about this? Is it affected by the following? I think if we all heard him tell a joke like that in the comedy cellar, and it was just, and, and the feeling is, even if it might have been a fiction, even the feeling, it's just among us. I think we might have let it go, we might even have left. There's something about the idea knowing that this family, or that these actual victims, that, that the circuit closed, that, that they yeah, heard the joke that's too. That's what it is for me, which, yeah. Which moves it, but that's, yeah. in a way, is not his fault. He should have been smarter about it, but it was, but yeah. it was not his intention. Because I have to tell you the thing, I didn't watch the hearings. Was it a young girl or who was, was testifying and, and got a lot of attention? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't watch that. But I know a lot of people did comment, you know, that was terrible what he said, but yeah, that, that, like that, that, a lot of people were turned off by those hearings. It sure. Was, it, and, I did, sure. Yeah. yeah. Of so, so it, it was a t subject somehow, which I think people were, were ready to hear poked at, but just not publicly in a way that could hurt the people who were yes, close but to it. it, it, it and first of all, I mean, first there's no is, right Louis, answer. Here. Louis doesn't give a shit what I think, so let me just put that out there. If, it, if, he's, <laughs> if he ever heard this, he'd be like, "What the fuck is Brian?" Like, so let's start with that. But second of all, I think what I said before, I still feel that way. It, it's too soon. But to that point, which I think may correspond a bit more with your point, is I don't know. Maybe in five years I get that call. And, and could you do my secretary impression again? That was oh, great. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you looking for Brian? Uh, he's yeah. out right now. Yeah, oh, wait. This is, who is this? Boeing? Mr. Boeing? Right away. Yes. <laughs> dead on. That is, that is dead on. Um, yeah, maybe in five years. Like, it, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's like knowing these parents are in a 10 out of 10 stage of grief. That's when right. that got out, yeah, that, yeah. for me, mattered. Yeah, me too. Well, and also Brian... He's doing very nicely with the current lineup that he has. But again, were you on the balls of your ass, you might, I would imagine, it would be a little more tempting to say, Louie, let's do this. Anyone who answered that other than saying you're right would be lying. And I'm not going to lie. So yes, of course, if I were desperate, then, listen, there were deals I did 15 years ago I wouldn't do now. So Mike Kaplan, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> that was six years ago. So uh, That he wouldn't do now. Uh, Louis would, could, could release it himself if he wanted, yeah. so he doesn't, he yeah. doesn't need it. I did, uh, speaking of unpleasant topics, uh, I did want to briefly mention something very significant that happened in the world of comedy. A comic literally died on stage in England. Uh, we often, comedians will often talk about comics dying. That's our term, meaning we didn't do very well. Nobody laughed. And uh, here a comic actually did have a heart attack on stage in Bicester. I don't know how you pronounce it. Sounds right. But uh, Ian Cognito was his, not his real name. I think his real name was Paul Barbieri. Barbieri. But uh, apparently the audience thought that it was part of the act. There's that. Do you guys know Tony V, the Boston comedian? Yeah. He, yeah. he has a, sometimes his opener is, he says to the audience, just so everyone knows, the only thing you need to know to enjoy my comedy is that at no point during my act will I feign a heart attack. <laughs> so if I go down, don't be like, hey, uh, this is a pretty committed piece of uh, acting right there. No, call somebody. I've checked out. Uh, this guy apparently didn't do Tony V's opener, so... No, but he did say he was making a joke about he might have a heart attack or a stroke, right? Yeah, that he was, did make some reference to it. I he think. made some oh, reference to it, <laughs> but but not a reference in the way that Tony V basically said is my, my I'm having a heart attack is my safe word. <laughs> um, so but, but, that's fun, Dan. You should, you should enjoy doing stand-up. But... but <laughs> I, um, You're so good at it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Michael. 
You should uh, do it twice in a row sometimes. I just find it very, very stressful. Oh. I find it stressful when I'm bombing. It's stressful when I'm killing. I, I, I'm uneasy <laughs> with my power. You should I, try I, doing <laughs> it right in the middle. You're uneasy with your power? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find I, I get very uneasy with when I'm killing too hard. great power great responsibility. But that's oh, part boy. of your charm. That's uh, like part uh, of Right in thing. the middle is where I prefer it, but, I, but I, what I prefer more than anything else is finishing and having a nice a Frangelico. Or well, Dan, you, 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 know, you have a law degree. You don't have to do this. My law degree is worthless. It's been 20 years since I graduated law school. You can go to Plus, continue. I still have a dream. You understand? If I was a lawyer, the best I could hope for would to be... Yeah, I could be successful, theoretically. I could be partner. I could make a lot of money. But stand-up gave me the option of glory. <laughs> and I, I, I don't want to relinquish that dream. You shouldn't. I like that. You know, because... By the transit of property, you've just dissed our podcast. But go ahead, I'll let you finish. <laughs> no, I like the podcast. The podcast is something I enjoy a great deal. Because there's no pressure I'm at all. I'm actually thinking of quitting the podcast, actually. <laughs> okay, let's I, talk about that. I, I really, Do you want to talk more about I Incognito? I, I can't take the stress of it anymore because I'm always afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. How long have you been doing the podcast? Oh, years already. We've been doing we, it at a high level since... Uh, since just a year, I would say before that we didn't put much effort into it. But the world has changed a lot in the last yes, it has. two years. Yeah. Counterpoint, it's the same. Anyone else? Uh, <laughs> exactly the same. I, I the idea of being yeah. canceled and all this stuff, it was not on my radar when we first started doing the podcast. I mean, I, I shudder to think what's, what we've said in those, in those podcasts. <laughs> but, but now, I mean, I, yeah, every week I'm like, well, well, oh, shit, what could we say that's wrong? And they'll come at us. And they did, you know, they've, well, I was traumatized by the whole Louis thing anyway, so. That makes sense. Being on the outside looking in, I mean, I, I thought you handled it great. I thought Thank it was you. a smart policy and you stuck by it. And I think uh, well, we had death yeah. threats. Wow. Well, threats of violence. Somebody on Facebook made some comment about my kids. And oh, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you should quit. What are you doing? <laughs> save, your, save, your, save your life. And, 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 and the, the flip side of that is that I only really want to talk about those things <laughs> that could get me in trouble. Like sometimes we'll have a guest and we're making small talk about their career. I don't, I really, like I'm not, I know it's interesting to people, but I'm not the guy to host that show. I want to talk about the stuff on the edge, the stuff that, that I think about well, then, privately. You, you know what? The difficult thing. Yeah. Well, no, no, like, you know, like, yeah, an eighth month, like now they're passing laws that says in a ninth month you can have an abortion if a woman's uh, mental, mental health is at stake. And then, well, what does that say about the value but we're ready to sacrifice all the great monuments in the world history a day afterwards when it's born. I find that interesting, you know. But someone's going to listen to that and say, well, no, you know, no, either, uh, since you abortion. find these sorts of things interesting, <laughs> well, let's, an let's, intelligent let's, person let's, ought to. let's give, and I do too, yeah. let's give you a little bit of meat yeah. that you can chew on yeah. and talk about uh, the reaction to Elon Omar, who recently stated, Omar, who <laughs> recently stated in, in front of a group of Muslims, uh, she was talking about civil liberties and Islamophobia and said that um, some people did something and all of us were losing access to our civil liberties and that some people did something was how she referred to 9-11. Yeah. And, and there's, that, there's more to that quote. That is the edited quote that uh, is being what's, used to inflame. What's, what's more? I'll pull it up. Well, the uh, quote was, some people did something and all of us were losing access to our civil uh, liberties. Let, let him say whatever what he thinks is relevant so we can If you guys want to keep talking, I'm going to... No, I'll, no, no. Go oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just loading it up. No, we're going to make you wait. Oh, that's fair. But the, the New York Post in particular posted a cover wherein they said, some people did something, and then it was a picture of the Twin Towers uh, shortly after the impact of the, of the aircraft. 
What's the uh, Wi-Fi password in here? Just say it on the air. Boeing uh, 737. Thank you so much. <laughs> Mac, can you Max, bring up the Max. quote? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start by telling you this. First of all, I sent a, there, was, there was a thing with Ilhan Omar that uh, Judith Miller wrote a column in the Post. You can look it up like a month ago. Um, where they actually quoted her exactly to the opposite of what she meant. It was something about the Holocaust and, um, and how she compared it to people in Somalia. And I, and I sent that around to my friends. So, so there's no, I, I am totally sold on the fact that they might actually quote her unfairly and wrongly. Yes. Having said that. So when I first heard the thing about some people did something in a... I said, well, you know, that could just be a way of saying they're picking on a small group based on it. It's, it's a little flippant way to talk about 9-11, but I, I didn't you, immediately jump to a conclusion about it. The point was wait, that, wait. yeah. However, yeah. please. also in this bouquet of things that have come out about her, there's this quote where she was talking, she was, she was criticizing how a professor would say the word Al-Qaeda I as saw if that. it was a little, like, villainous. And she said, you don't talk that way about England or something like that. So... You know that, that was ins- that was insane. That's I saw insane. That. So so when you and when you take all the quotes about Jews hypnotizing and all stuff, when you take the totality of where she's coming from, I think it's pretty clear where she's coming from, and whether that particular quote about and she's going to say more things in the future, I'm well, sure. Here's, and all yeah. the Democrats who are wrapping themselves or anybody's wrapping themselves, circling the wagons around her now is going to get slimed when. Next month, she says something that is not excusable, like she did about dual loyalty. Well, I'll, I'll offer this uh, on behalf of Brian yeah. Volkweiss only uh, and Netflix <laughs> and the Comedy Cellar. I speak for everyone here. This is from Ilhan Omar's uh, Twitter. Uh, there's a series of tweets, and one of them is, No one person, no matter how corrupt, inept, or vicious, can threaten my unwavering love for America. I stand undeterred to continue fighting for equal opportunity in our pursuit of happiness for all oh, Americans. Oh, come on. You know, that, you, don't be so credulous. I, if she tweeted something like that out about her love for America, any other time except when she's behind the eight ball being criticized for these, I would believe it. But I, as far as I know, I've never heard her tweet anything out like that about America it, except when she was trying to get herself out of trouble. She ran for Congress and got elected Congress of she America. Did. She, she, did. she, she did. is an American yeah. congressperson Listen, fighting on behalf of all Americans. I, I really will defend her where she deserves to be defending. And I really will, I'm all for not taking people out of context. And I said, when she said to some people, I, I, I don't think that that's a, a smoking gun. But if you, there's too many quotes of hers, you would not give that kind of benefit of the doubt to anybody who's talking about black people or gay people. You don't, you don't have that many quotes in the same keys, that, that many songs in the same key, without having some affinity for that key. I'm sorry. I, I, it's, it's impossible to believe that stuff about her. Feel well, free. I, I, yeah. I saw the video of the quote, um, and, I, you know, it, yes, it was a, it did seem a very, very odd and flippant way, as Noam said, to talk about 9-11. I could see why it would upset people. That being said, I thought that New York Post's cover went too far. To, to, to post those images. Those images, they're, they're shocking. Those are images of people being murdered. And to juxtapose that with a quote from Ilhan Omar I thought was inflammatory. Uh, Brian Volkweiss, you say what? If he want, he obviously doesn't want to get in there. Well, I, I, you know, I know this is, not, this is not what you came here to talk about. The, I don't know if Perry will explain to you. This is a trans-genre podcast. I'm I'm learning that in real time. And and we cover it all, and that's why we're so beloved (laughs) by the people that beloved us. Um, Yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, you're right. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about this. But that being said, <laughs> I mean, to. I'm not going to hide under a rock either. If there's any unifying thing, to, I, I believe everything that's going on now with the social media and everything, how everything is perceived, there is a tremendous lack of context. So, like, what I've been saying lately is I'm like, if I ran for president, I would my slogan would be, like, bringing context back to America. So I bring that up in that I, I haven't seen the whole speech. Very m many times I see something during the day because I don't have time to read an article, and I'm seeing headline, 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 and I'm like, this person's horrible, this person's horrible. Then I get home, and I watch the whole video, and I'm like, that's not what he said. Okay. That's not what she said. Defend this one. All right. Ilhan Omar. When I was in college, I took a terrorism class. Every time the professor said Al-Qaeda, his shoulders went up, she said while laughing. But you know, you don't say America with an intensity. You don't say England with an intensity. You don't say the army with the intensity. But you say these names of terrorist groups because you want that word to carry weight. Who the fuck says something like that? Yeah, theorizing that's the whole. You quote. want you want to you want to defend that. So that, what does that what does that mean to you? That's the context within which, when you're trying to analyze something which seems, which I, I agree seems kind of innocuous, and I some people said something. You say, well, yeah, you, but and when you have like six or seven similar quotes, well, I don't know. What does it say to you? Well, how do you do? You, do you think it's fair to juxtapose Al, Al Qaeda to England to England? Uh, yeah, the, colonially throughout history, I think that they caused much more destruction than Al Qaeda, but you think, objectively speaking. Yes. Okay, but do you think that's what she's talking I about? I think so. I think that, well, then, that then is you correct. Should, then you should defend her. I, I think to an everyday person, what she's saying is what she's saying to is an that, everyday white person. I would say. I, 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 think, I, I, I don't think. I think that she's talking think, on behalf of. She's talking from you know, her was, perspective. It's so interesting. There was yeah. just a whole article in the New York Times about surveys saying actually liberal white people are much more to themselves. Moderate white people and black people are way more in tune than liberal woke white people. This is just you can read it in the Times this week. But but having said that, I, I think that when you're talking, she wasn't talking about the past tense. Yes, when you're talking about England today, we we think about England as this, as a one of the better countries in the world, a Western democracy, free a free country, and Al Qaeda is this organization which was dedicated to our destruction. And to say that you're supposed to tr talk about them the same way is kind of madness. Because if, God forbid, anything should happen to us, it's not going to be from some English, uh, some, some of the English policies of England. I guess but 9-11 was Al-Qaeda. And I'm just saying, I, I guess, mean, if, I if this were 1812, yeah. then maybe we should be worried well, about England. Well, in today's world, I'm saying America... <laughs> but that's the last time yeah. England was a threat well, to, look, to America, look, right? America is responsible for droning innocent people in all parts, in lots right, of parts right, of the world. Listen, you're, you're obviously a... a, a, a I, is that not true? Yes, it is true. But as I always tell Periel, if you want to talk about everything... Then you can always make. Well, a I'm, point. I'm responding to your point. Well, okay, but is you asked the question: Why is America like Al Qaeda? I, I, it kills innocent people. So, so you, so, okay, so fair enough. That's I agree. So I'm saying. So we actually agree because I'm saying that that's what she thinks. When that's she, the so, truth. You right. agree. So when she said some people do something, she was minimizing 9/11. She was saying Al Qaeda is no different than England, no different than. Anything. Why are we mm. making a Why are we making a big deal out of 9/11? She wasn't saying why are well, we making a big deal. That's what you're saying no, right no, now. What I'm saying is her point there was. Am I, am I being unfair? Is that what you just said? Well, well, let me say what I think about that quote that you're saying now, which I think is mis uh, misquoting her intention. Which is my understanding is. 
the response to the number of people that performed the act, the horrible act of 9-11 that I believe she believes is a horrible act, is now there are all of the, the basic, uh, the people of color in America that are of Middle Eastern descent are receiving the treatment that is unfair as a result of the actions of this small number of people. Well, never mind that Jews are overwhelmingly the victims of hate crimes, not Muslims. But, but be that as it may, I, I don't defend anybody's hate crimes. And, and, and I, actually, one of the things that made me proud about America was that right after 9-11, there was so little uh, that we ever heard well, about. Fact, anyway, re retribution against m Muslims, you know. After 9-11, and this is, I think, uh, curious or whatever, how, whatever you want to call it, but Muslim immigration has increased since 9-11. Now, now I, I think that has to say something about America that after this horrific attack... Perpetrated by people in the name of Islam, uh, that, you know, like it or not, uh, we've uh, had in their more opinion of their well, name uh, of Islam. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but that's, be that it, that's, that's their that's twisted a, opinion of of Islam. But be that as it may, yeah, our, the, our, the Crusades were in the name of Christ. But be that as I mean, it may, our reaction as a nation was actually increased Muslim immigration. So I, you know, um, they wanted to get out yeah, of the Middle but, East that we were bombing into. But, but Mike, the I don't want, I don't want to let you off the hook because I think that you're actually agreeing with me, and now you don't want to say it out loud, and I'll tell you why. Okay, now, because. If she, what, what, you, what you believe she believes, which is that Al-Qaeda and England are on a similar moral plane, if she were to say that out loud, she's done. If, if she says Al-Qaeda and America, there's okay. no distinction between them, she's done. So either she doesn't believe that, and you're wrong, or she does believe it, and she's bullshitting us. Look, at the end of the because day... Because she's not going to say that out loud. What you just said would... She will not say that. And, what, and if she actually said what you just said, then there's no way she's can, getting out from under those can, tweets can I anymore. A, a am, new, I, am, am I wrong? Uh, I agree with you. I think that it's more complex than just saying that America and England are like Al-Qaeda. Okay. I think that there are any powerful uh, nation or organization, anything that rises, you know, absolute power, corrupts. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you Jewish? You're I am Jewish. Jewish. So what if I said to you, you know, well, when, on this podcast, when, the professor, <laughs> when the professor talked about Nazis... His, his shoulders went up. But when, when he talks about England or America, nobody gets that kind of attitude. And you would say, that's right, because America and England have done things just like the well, Nazis. But this is, this is crazy England, talk. at the end of the day, I mean, England, th th this is our, our blood. This is, this our is your, uh, these, this is our These are our, our brothers. I mean, at some point, a nation has... Can you still cancel this special? Listen, at some point, a nation, <laughs> maybe, maybe we're... Maybe we have an opinion of America that's not completely in accord with reality, but a people need their, their cherished myths. They need, they need patriotism to some extent. I don't, they do, and they, but they need don't love need of country. Can, can I, and, and listen, can I, let, me, let me say... I think we all agree. I think we do all agree that we all want no hate crimes. We all want fewer hate. We, we all want less violence. That, that's what... I believe that's what Ilhan Omar into wants. Hate crimes, I actually. think that you are making a joke and it's not okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you like making jokes and that they should be okay, but uh, I sincerely, I think that everyone should make all the jokes they want. Everyone should say what they want. I think the great thing about America is that we can have this conversation, is that we can share... Like, look, Can you do that in Al-Qaeda? Uh, I don't think I, I can join Al-Qaeda. You, th uh, you think you could? You think you could be... Could anybody be... I mean, well, Brian had could something. Could you be gay and join Al-Qaeda? I mean, what do we... How Brian, we had something. Brian wanted to jump in, and I, don't, I want him to be able well, to say what he wants to say. I wasn't calling him gay. Thank you. And, and this might be splitting hairs from your point of view, Mike, or, may, or nuance that you don't think is relevant, but Al-Qaeda's beef with this country 
is 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 one issue. I'm uh, not pro Al Qaeda, just to be clear. Uh, I'm no, not pro but, murder. I'm not pro war. I'm pro America or England. I'm, I'm addressing I mean, the point you made. I'm pro human. I'm addressing the point you made. Well, that's the point. Now, I'm you're addressing. also vegan, I believe. That's true. Pro animal as well. Uh, uh, I'm but, addressing but, but the point. Pro-choice. I'm addressing the point you made that they kill people and we kill people. Uh, they 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 killed uh, over three thousand people, you know, within a couple miles of here, uh, because we had uh, 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 our citizens in Saudi Arabia uh, with the legal blessing of the Saudi government, and Al Qaeda uh, took it upon themselves to say that the government of Saudi Arabia uh, it wasn't up to them to decide if we were allowed to have our our people there, troops and non-troops. So they, they killed 3,000 people here. I think that was bad. Yeah, and, and I'm not <laughs> trying to suggest you, you think otherwise. but And I think going into Iraq as a result and killing innocent Iraqis was also bad. And, I think and, both of those things are true, and that's not it's not a black and white simplicity thing that you can't think. I th- it's complex. But it's but, a it's hundred percent. I'm not. Uh, let, let him finish but his Mike, point. But sure. Mike, that is true. But the difference is the point that she made was about these people doing something. Like if she was saying the point of like yeah, nobody in a perfect world nobody would kill anybody. Cool. But for her to take to, for her to talk about her citizens. Uh, in such a blase way, the worst day of violence in our nation's history, uh, like, hey, these people did this thing. Well, I would also, to your point, say, can I, can eh, I, yeah. we didn't invade Iraq and blah, blah, blah. That was a horrible thing. I think, do you, you guys know how when you get a text, sometimes you can't read the tone of the text? I honestly think that the to- people reading tone into tweets is also problematic and takes away from, like you said, the context. It wasn't of, a tweet, it was a speech. Yeah. Uh, I think that most people have seen it right. in, in print. I, I, I heard the speech, and I did think it, it, it did not help her. <laughs> um, I think that her tone, speaking about that event, was flippant It's It's the, it's the, most, it's the most minor thing of all the things she said, but there is, there is a... Uh, I mean, intelligent people understand that you, you get a certain number of swings at the bat before... We were able to draw a conclusion. When you have four or five can, or six different quotes like this, you say, like, yeah, I think that's can, where she's coming from. Can I make one she more, has a right to come from there. Can I make one more point? Sure. This is something I've thought for a long time, but I've actually never said this out loud, let alone in front of a recording device. Uh, think again, before you say it. <laughs> again, going back to your point of they kill people and we kill people. And that's true. And I, we should not have invaded Iraq. And I feel horrible about a lot of the things that happened in Iraq, to put it mildly. Almost everything was horrible and bad. But I will say this. The United States, we invented the Internet. We invented the plane. We have, made, we have added and contributed wonderful things to this society, to this civilization. We put someone on the moon. And we got a lot of things we've done wrong. Al-Qaeda's done nothing positive. They've, so for her to sit there and say, these people did this thing, she's talking about a people who have contributed medicines, technologies, the things that have made the world better, despite doing bad things, of course, throughout this same period. And she's talking about, and the same thing could be said for England. They invented longitude and latitude. They did all these great Benny things Hill. while also <laughs> doing fucked up shit, to be sure. Al-Qaeda's done nothing but violence. Oh, and, and she's not Al-Qaeda, just to be clear. She's not on the side well, of no, Al-Qaeda. But, well, she may, if, if what you're saying is the whole context of her speech or her story was, well, why isn't he raising his shoulders when he talks about England when he raises his shoulders about Al-Qaeda? Yeah. And I think the answer is, 
uh, England's contribution to humankind uh, may at least counterbalance the ill that it's done. Same for the United States. That's your point and maybe mine. Certainly mine. I can't speak for you. But Al-Qaeda has brought... Al-Qaeda has brought nothing but violence and death. Noam goes beyond, and here's why. Noam, No, I I go beyond it in the sense that, listen, it's ridiculous to think that any nation doesn't have its its chapters where it's done things wrong. It's made made up of humans, and that's the way it is. But Al-Qaeda is an organization dedicated to evil. And death and and destruction the, the women and, and can't, England is like is, wear a bathing suit. Yeah, like, and and, they and can't England vote. is by and large, and America, by the way, by and large, in the whole, dedicated to uh, enlightenment, dedicated to freedom. I mean, there's nobody. In, there's We're nobody. Trying. There's We're nobody trying on planet Earth that better. lives free. There is nobody on planet Earth that lives free except by, because of America. Period. There is no freedom on planet Earth. Is there some other nation? That you, I mean, every nation is flawed. Is there a nation which you think would have been better to be the, the most powerful nation in the world and lead the nation in its trajectory uh, in the last hundred years? And who could you pick? It had to be somebody. It was us, and we're the best of the lot. And we're not perfect, and, but we, I mean, we handled it. We handled absolute power with tremendous res- restraint. Literally, the entire world was burnt down in 1946. Today, China has a million Muslims in concentration camps. Today. Today in Africa, they have slavery. I don't think that those are good things. Right. <laughs> so, so, and she, so she's putting us on the same moral plane, American, English, what, Al-Qaeda. What I this think, is crazy talk. What I think she is doing, uh, which I think is a good thing, is... There are other viewpoints. The, the viewpoint that America has done so much great thi- so many great things, I understand, I agree with. And also, because of the power that we've had, the power that we still have, that when you have that much power, we are also causing harm. And so by saying, but we're also doing these good things, so don't think about the harm, I think there's a lot of black and white. There's a lot of, well, if this, then it has to be that. It is both. It is all. What harm and, are we causing? Uh, we are killing innocent people well, with drones in the Middle East. And that is something. So what, that, would, you, what would you do about uh, the terrorists in the Middle East? Well, what I'm saying is that she's presenting this viewpoint that outside of America, America is not the best for everyone. No, but I'm asking you, are you I'm, that's I, what I'm saying. No, but I'm, I'm just wondering about you, like, are you a pacifist? Are you saying anytime innocent people die, uh, the people who are responsible for that death are in the wrong? Uh, yes, usually, yes. So if, if, uh, if there's missiles that come in, you know, and, and the missiles are kept in purposely in a civilian area, and the only way to, to, to get hit back at those missiles is to shoot back at those missiles and know there's certain some you can drop leaflets, but some civilians are going to die. We should just take the missile fire. Uh, I want there to be the fewest you, don't, people don't dying. Duck, don't duck the question. I, I, if you want to have a serious conversation, then don't duck the question. Uh, say the question again. Do you, would you say that if the only way to stop the missiles coming into your family was to shoot back and know that innocent civilians are going to get killed. I might die, yes. You would I say would, we, sh- we have the obligation to, to get killed I would rather ourselves. die than kill someone. Yeah, but you think morally your obligation is to die? I'm saying I can only speak for it, myself. It, morally, your obligation is to have your children die for, rather I don't have, than to yeah. shoot back, even if, the, even if the enemy has purposely hid. So in other words, we shouldn't have, we should, we, when we got hit with Pearl Harbor, we shouldn't have attacked Japan. I'm saying that I wouldn't want to kill innocent people to protect myself. I, nobody wants but to. That's yes, that's right. what I'm saying. But thank God, I'm hopefully answering you're your not question. running for president. I'm yeah, not. I mean, that's so, his so, right so when you say America way. does bad things, what you're saying is that America doesn't agree with you 
How could so by that definition? Of course, America's going to do America bad causes innocent you believe, deaths. Is you all believe I'm saying. even yes. if we're 100 percent in the right. In other words, even if we bombed the concentration camps and we killed a lot of German villagers in that process, we shouldn't have bombed the concentration camps. I can't. I'm not going backwards. I'm saying forwards. I don't want to kill. I don't. I would rather there what be less you're not killing. Going backwards. I'm taking a, a known yeah, but event in history. People that want to kill us. What about, like. I, I would rather I, get, I would rather die than kill. That's all. That's your choice. Yes, I respect but that's that. One, one thing for you to say, you'd rather die than kill. Another thing to look at someone else who defends himself. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. And say they're doing bad things. Um, I think that we might be going further than that. Have uh, we talked about the Boeing? We might be. You might we have indeed. We need to wrap it up. We didn't, get up to, we didn't get to your... What are your uh, thoughts on the Boeing the uh, 737 MAX? Oh, good. It's bad that they crashed and I don't know a lot about it. Now, I'll tell you something, Mike. I th- yes. You may think that I'm upset with you, but, I, but you know what the bubble over my head is right now? What's that? I want Mike Kaplan back on this show <laughs> at least once a month <laughs> because I love, I'm happy I to love be having here. these well, kind of Well, anyway, arguments. you can catch, we got to go, you can catch Mike's special, Thou Shalt Not Kill. <laughs> my news, I am recording a new, Dan, I'm recording a new hour next month at uh, Acme, May 21st to 25th. It's uh, called All Killing Aside. Ooh. And, and is, is, is this a yeah. comedy dynamics joint? It's not, as Spike Lee would put it. Can we just say one thing? By the way, I don't. I don't totally disagree with you about this drone striker. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I trust Barack Obama kind of, and I feel like he was weighing things with every intention of doing the morally correct. Thing. And I'm glad I'm not in charge. I don't yeah. believe Bin Laden was involved in that kind of consideration, and that may be another. the opposite. Yeah, well, that might be another reason why <laughs> it should offend you to compare them. Okay, uh, more on that next, when when Mike's what, back. <laughs> um, are we wrapping it up? Well, I I feel like it would be fun to like we have spend to, or, even when um, we cut out that. A, a, <laughs> a minute on Queens? Anyone? No, the greatest borough? You mean? Like, so... Mean bo- bo- two <laughs> Do any of the other boroughs have two airports? And how many... Do they have one airport? Amazingly well, brilliant has... people have come out of nah. Queens. No, so Simon and Garfunkel. That's uh, right. I noted. Why are you talking about Queens? Because they both... we went to high school Brian together. Brian and Perry. <laughs> We're Jaguars. We're Jaguars. Came from a, uh, a school with no sports teams, but it was called the Jaguars. The sports teams were so bad, they let me play sports that's how um, bad they were here is a question i ask every week because i and i bet can you make can we make jokes about I, i'm supporting for president by the way who's that B- Buttigieg. B- Buttigieg. okay but i can't resist the jokes fair enough <laughs> <laughs> i can't resist about I, his name uh, about his sexuality no, about like, like yeah. something came out like i, I actually <laughs> said out loud and it was, i said i was like i support i've said this on the jury I, I support that guy top or bottom he's of the my ticket. first choice right now <laughs> but I, joke? I, the jokes he's only said it on every other episode i know i know you know dan you're a real anyway he's my top choice said already that i said about giving him my top choice i'm the most excited about him of anyone running and I would be fine with jokes. You're fine with the jokes. Yeah. I nope. think as long as the jokes are good, then go. That, that yeah. was, that's, that's, that's a fun I, joke. That's how I feel. As long as the jokes are good. They have to kill. Well, they can't be no, mean-spirited, that's for sure. I, I, but there, I have to, but, but there, is some, there is something about me. <laughs> but people love our squabbling. And, I, and I'm saying it so many times already and still not stopping with the jokes that I understand it might not be credible anymore. But honestly, in my heart of hearts, I wonder. It's kind of like the Parkland thing. It's like, yeah, it's fine to tell the jokes, but if he actually heard that joke... I would feel terribly small, and I could see that. Well, he you would know feel, what? I'm actually talking to them about having him on yeah. the show. Yeah. So yeah. part of the reason cool I like him is because joke. I think he has. I can tell he has a sense of humor, and one of the things Trump gets no credit for is a huge part of why he won 
is his sense yeah. of humor. But, and and Hillary's who I raised a lot of money for, voted for her even in the primary against Obama, yada yada yada. I love her, but no sense of humor on camera. Off camera very funny. Yeah. Off camera very funny. Yeah. On camera, yeah. So he said this guy whose name I still can't pronounce yet. Uh Buddha seems judge. very he's got a good sense of humor. Like Buddha and a judge. Yeah. And Buddha judge. That's the opposite of Mike Kaplan. Off on camera. <laughs> But when I talk to him, just hanging out, terrible. Yeah. I think he, if he's not president this time, he will be a pre- unless there's something that come up out of him we yeah. don't know or something like that. I doubt it. But uh, doubt like it. he cheats on his husband. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but Good. Uh, Good. but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean this this is an impressive impressive dude. Yeah. And uh, you know, and he you might not like him because he volunteered for the military. Oh no, I like him a lot. <laughs> he's not in it anymore. I love it. Uh, I, and and he was just and, and, and don't feel he was just doing analysis. Yeah. So. I guess in, no, in your no, in, no, in your no kind of liberal drone deployment. Anal ISIS. Okay. Ah, <laughs> in your liberal worldview, uh, gay Trump's uh, veteran. I don't like to use the word Trumps as a verb, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm also I'm definitely look. I everything that happened in the past, like we can learn from. You know, that's that's Very what true. I want. Very true. Um, and, uh, that's a good note. That's a good uh, note to end well, on. Well, first of all, uh, just a couple couple quick uh, housekeeping <laughs> notes. Uh, please send us th- this episode. We really uh, was really a classic uh, episode insofar as we covered both comedy and politics. Uh, so please uh, send us your feedback. Podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Also, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Brian, you're, I believe, producing a movie that's coming out soon called Slut in a Good Way. It, it, it's already come out, but it's still in theaters. We didn't produce it. We're just distributing it. We acquired it. Uh, but it's one, and I feel like I can say this because we didn't produce it. We're only distributing it. Right. It's one of the. It is a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is an A plus film. And if you like, I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it, but I've read about it. If you enjoy French Canadian girls f- having sex, then this is the movie for you. Am there's I, no that, sex in it. Oh no. There's okay. no. There's slut in the title, but no sex. But in it the is movie. a French Canadian movie. It is. Yes. And if you enjoy French Canadian <laughs> girls as I do, then don't walk. Run to your nearest uh, Cineplex. See this film? Where can we see it? Uh, and it's at the, uh, the what do you call it in uh, in Brooklyn? Uh, the the big the Barclays Center, not the, the Alamo, <laughs> the Alamo Draft House. Alamo Thank Alamo. you. Yes, slut in a good way at the Alamo Draft House. Also, I should mention it does require subtitle reading. It does, but they're really cool subtitles. They're like different colors. Okay. So so Brian, so I tell you, like, I didn't I, I I didn't know who you were. Yeah. I, I, you didn't know who I was. I did know who you but, were. Oh, you I've but known um, you, for, you were an uh, awesome awesome years. guest. Uh, will, will you come back again? Good. Of course. Or, or just or just come back actually, you might even be more interesting to hear you talk off mic. Because, but I really I would like to get to know you better because uh you you Can I can I be a dick for a second? Yeah. We've met like a dozen times? <laughs> wait, 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 maybe just to say hello or something. We never had a conversation. We never had a conversation yeah, okay, yeah. like this. Yeah, That's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's for I'm, sure. I'm, well, you, but you're very kind. Thank no, you. No, I won't forget you now. My, <laughs> I, and, 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 he doesn't you know even know who I am half no, the time. I actually, first of all, I actually have bad facial recognition. It is a problem. I was talking to a, <laughs> okay. a, a, a guy, a, a journalist who has the same issue as I do. But then I meet a, a million people and... I'm shy, actually. I don't like, you know, I don't like to meet people, so I actually do it as quickly as I can. You might still be insulted, but you I should. I am not insulted <laughs> you should, at all. You should so, not be. At all. And, and I'm the same and, way as you. So I'm shy and I'm horrible with but faces, you remember when so. you, But you remember. <laughs> but you, you own the fucking club of clubs. So of course but, I remember and you. And follow us on Instagram. Super bright and super interesting. And I, and I, Very you know, kind. If you want to come and hang out again. Thank and, you. Thank you. Do you drink? I do not a lot, but I do drink. All right, and uh, Mike, uh, you're Mike, gonna, a special all my- killing aside, will be being filmed, and then we can look forward to seeing that 
And you know, I was actually I was talking, I was actually thinking to myself, have I met him before? <laughs> I really was. I said no, I, I haven't. And also, and I, I, this actually went in my head, and I'm like. When I saw him, he didn't act like we knew each other. Well, you were like, kind of oh. looking down. I thought you were like mad at me or no, this was no, an ambush. No, no, I'm no, like, no, oh, just, oh, just cool. oh, and it's like 11 degrees out and I'm dressed like it's 80 degrees that's out. Because oh, always, so I, that's because we always, because, you know, you dress for yesterday's weather if you're yeah, like me. Which, yeah. my, my wife is calling me. We, we need to go. Okay, good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Good thank night. You. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.